Hey, it's me, Gavin Crawford. Every week, I'll quiz comedians about the headlines. Do you worry about kids being exposed to drag? I grew up going to see men in dresses singing every Sunday and we had to give them money, okay? <laughs> I wish they were singing show tunes and had some makeup on their hair done, right? It would have been way better. If the news has you screaming into the void, we can help with that. Because news is available on CBC Listen and everywhere you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. I, I don't know. Do you guys feel like you can execute on a... Without being comedic? You know what I mean? I feel oh, like you guys can't thing. even... Yeah, I think so. You can suppress your comedic tendencies to... I don't know if I can. I mean... No. <laughs> That's comedian Ronnie Chang talking to us about horror and comedy. He'll be joining us a bit later. But for now... Do we want to, like, be far? I don't. I just don't know the geography of this place. Do we want to go up, like, right over here? Yeah, I, mean, just... I think towards, like, the taller guys, the taller tombstones, because oh, yes. they're a bit older. What do you think? Remember a few weeks ago when we went to a graveyard to try out a Ouija board? Well, we're back, baby. Here we are. This time, it's to tell ghost stories. Oh, great, there's a murder of crows. Awesome. We gave ourselves the assignment to write our own campfire stories and tell them to each other. Why? Well, because this season, we're going to have to not only write a short horror film, but actually make it, and make it scary. We're here in the graveyard. It's late at night, the spookiest time of day. Shall we tell each other scary stories that we've come up with? Yeah. Do you have one, Mark? Do you want me to go? Mine is pretty half-baked. Uh, well, why don't you go? Okay. Now, Ryan, yeah. I want you to scare us okay. with this story. It's a ghost story. We're Straight in, up. We're in a scary place. This happened to someone in my building. This is true. Okay. It's totally true. The building I live in, the Alderwood Apartments, the old manager, his name was Igor. He's a terrible man. <laughs> he was a terrible man. He was known as a terrible hulking man. <laughs> Everyone hated Igor. He was toxic. He did nothing for the building. <laughs> he was a bad landlord. He smoked too much. He drank too much. And he never fixed anything. <laughs> well, my neighbors, they've since moved on to a new apartment building, but they lived there for many years. Sally and Jeff. When they first were married, they were a young couple. Uh, and Jeff had a new job at a Sort of a <laughs> long hours. Film, film industry. Long hours. He's out of the house, and they had just had twin babies, and Sally was uh, on mat leave, so taking care of the children. But they just moved into the alder, and she was excited because loves to cook. There's a gas range, but the gas range doesn't work. So then she goes to Igor, and she demands that it gets fixed. Igor says no, and it becomes kind of this battle back and forth. He's like, you know, Igor's scary. People don't like going to Igor. Igor's this hulking behemoth of a man. So scary. But she's not. She's not to be trifled with. She's you know she's going to get this stove fixed over and over again. Eventually, eventually, that's like run in with Igor. She feels a little bit threatened, and he goes like, "I fixed that stove over my dead body." And so the hair's kind of stuck up in the back of her neck, and she's like, "Okay, that's weird. Seemed a little bit, uh, you know, a little too far." <laughs> so goes home. Uh, making dinner on the broken stove. One of the ranges doesn't work, and she has her babies near the stove. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, 
the, 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 the range that doesn't work flames up and she just reaches her baby in time. And then the lights flicker and the lights go down and she's bathed in darkness and there was a big flame and a big fire and she feels this presence. She feels this like presence like looming as if someone's like staring right through her, like staring into her soul. She doesn't know what's happening. She, it's as if the room got even darker and then like lights come back on. She's terrified. It was almost a fire, but the stove seems to be, you know, fine. And then uh, her husband comes home from his film set, his uh, art director or whatever. <laughs> he comes home and he's like, what's going on? And she explains everything and they go to the stove and it's like, well, it seems to be fine now and the lights seem to be working now, but you know what? That's enough. Let's both go down to Igor and demand something be done. They go down and they knock, knock, knock on Igor's door. And then uh, other guy opens up who looks a lot like Igor. It turns out it's Igor's son. And they're like, where's Igor? We want to talk to him right now. And they go, he had a stroke an hour ago. He's dead. That was Ryan's story. And... There's something you may have noticed. When they first were married, they were a young couple, uh, and Jeff had a new job at a sort of a <laughs> long hour. Giggling. Constant giggling. Like we wouldn't stop giggling. <laughs> and we keep going, telling stories. I came up with this one. Okay. Are you going to read it? Yeah, I'll read it. But no matter who is telling the story, there's giggling. I was camping with my husband and his family in a small lake in New Mexico. Snickering. Thank you. Muddy's on the table. And he goes off. Laughter. And he like has a heart attack and keels over. Poor stroke. Hard to tell. <laughs> this is a problem. We're supposed to be scaring each other, but instead we're just cracking each other up. How did you feel telling your stories? Silly, sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because how horror and comedy, like, there are sort of similar sort of responses. All I wanted to do was be funny. And I was trying really hard to be serious. Are we going to have to completely change our attitudes in order to succeed in horror? And we couldn't even scare each other in a graveyard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or are horror and comedy so close that a minor adjustment here and there will get us on the right path? I'm just going to maybe challenge myself a little bit, see how... Serious, I can take it. Uh, well, thank you both for coming out to this uh, cemetery. Thanks for having me. Tell the story. Are you yawning? <laughs> <laughs> Today on the show, laughter is the best medicine, but murder is the most deadly sin. We're talking comedy and horror. It's Let's Make a Horror. Let's make a Well, didn't Jordan Peele say that horror and comedy are the same coin because it's, it's you know, different sides of the same coin because it's set up punchline? Mm. We've heard this comparison before. Horror and comedy are similar. They both create an expectation and pay it off. They create tension and release. Depending on the kind of movie, that release is either a laugh or a scream. So today, we're talking to someone who's been in both worlds, comedy and horror. This is Ryan Chang. Uh, I'm a stand-up comic and a wannabe actor-writer, I think. It's probably the best description. <laughs> I've known Ronnie for a while. He was in a TV pilot I made a few years ago. Yo, what are we doing here? This is a sinking ship. Guys, come on, come on. This is not a sinking ship, Ronnie. This is a cool submarine. 
You Know Ronnie from The Daily Show and Just for Laughs, as well as the 2023 horror movie Megan, about a robotic doll that goes haywire and starts killing people. And Ronnie's death is the most iconic scene in the movie, in which Megan does a weird TikTok dance, Megan? pulls out the blade of a paper cutter, and chases Ronnie down the hall of the office. What are you doing? First of all, how do you get a role? <laughs> I'm an actor too. How do you get a role like that in Megan? How do you do that? Do you, do you want uh, do you want the real answer? You want like yes, yeah, so I want the I want the inspiring. You want answer. the inspiring. You want the inspiring answer, or you want the real? <laughs> no, I want the real. You want the inspiring one. You no no. You can't. You guys can't okay. handle the real. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The ins- I for sure want the inspiring one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it an essay uh, competition or something? <laughs> Yeah, the inspiring one is uh, you get kind of lucky with um, someone having a cool project and then happen to come across your work and then you have a meeting with them and then they like, you know, you guys vibe on the call. Uh, and I was lucky to meet like a, 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 a true artist in Gerard Johnston, the guy who directed Megan. Um, he's a true artist in the sense that, um, you know, doesn't care about social media, doesn't... Um, doesn't really care about commercial work, I think. Mm. Um, very much uh, his own vision and he likes to, um, a, a filmmaker in the truest sense of it, you know, not, not doing for the likes, I think. And um, uh, so he hired me who, you know, I, I don't think I was his best or first option, but um, I guess, uh, you, you know, he, he was willing to go with me even though not the biggest profile or whatever. Um, and I was lucky, you know, they wrote a role that wasn't, that that you that you could be Chinese and it didn't matter. You know what I mean? It was like it wasn't race specific. So I'm lucky mm. that they want they didn't like have in their head they wanted a certain type of person. They were willing to kind of open open uh, cast it, and uh, that's kind of how that's the inspiring version of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. it's a beautiful so story. Now you want the real? Do you want the real? Yeah, let's get the real now. <laughs> yeah, uh, the real one is you need to build enough profile in American show business where you get onto people's lists of people they'll take a look at. That's yeah. the real, that's the real answer. I mean, there's no, you know, yeah. and, and how you get on that list, there's multiple ways, you know, uh, the, the, I think the way that feels the best is when you're, you're just kind of making cool stuff and people like it. And then the cynical ways you ruthlessly pursue profile <laughs> at the expense of everything and everyone around you, including <laughs> internally and externally. And um, you can climb high enough up that list using whatever means, uh, whatever platforms at your disposal. And then, and then they need someone who has, you know, a million likes on Instagram and they hire you. That, that's yeah. the, you know, that's the ugly version of it. But, but uh, uh, it's not all ugly. I'll, I'll, let me put it that way. It's not all ugly. So yeah. let me add some inspiration at the end of the reel. With, uh, <laughs> yeah. It'll Wait be fine. That. Yeah, yeah, you'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. Uh, your character and the scene in your death scene are just are, are completely iconic now, like in the horror I world. I don't know if... No, I, I mean, it is like it's because right. she does the dance and then kills you. Mm. Like it's, it's... Yeah. Uh, and, and that was actually the first scene we shot. Yeah, I read that. Tell us about that. So... First day, we, we go shoot. Um, I meet uh, Amy for the first time. She's great. Amy Donald is the girl who plays Megan. Always a smile on her face. Mm. The nicest nicest little girl ever. Just happens to be a movement prodigy. You know, that was the first day. And, and, and you're, you know, I'm just trying to um, 
make sure I act as uh, believably scared and running. And, you know, and, and actually, he told me to slow down the run. So this might be relevant for your movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he said he couldn't, he couldn't capture the run. It was, going, it was going too fast. Not that I'm that fast, but because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to feel scared. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I would run. I'd be running for my life, you know? Yeah. So I'd be like knocking into walls and I'm running. I'd be slipping. I'd be doing all that. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to do all that. Um, and finally, he, he goes, you know, the director goes, you know what? You got to keep running like that. We can't lose this energy. So he made <laughs> the camera guys adjust to the run. Oh, wow. Yeah. So cool. initially it was like, hey, can, like slow down to a jog. And I was so scared of like, I don't want to be unbelievable in this. You know what I mean? I don't want to be mm-hmm. like jogging. So I, want, I just want to run at full speed because it's, you know, that's what I would do. And um, so they kind of met me on my, you know, or what, what, I mean, I would have done what, if, if they had told me to slow down, I would have done it. But like, he just kind of liked what he saw with the fast running. So if you, in your horror movie, if you have people running fast, you know, it's something to consider. Yeah. Be- yeah. Because running fast is actually very hard to capture. Totally. But if you run, if you run slow, it doesn't look right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So that the yeah, running, running away from your, from your monster is, or whatever your, you know, your, your horror movie becomes is a factor. Was that your first death on screen? No, I've actually died in almost every project I've been. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'm I'm waiting for a montage, but I've, I've died in I've died in like at least four times I think. Wow. Projects, yeah, yeah. How do you how do you feel about like blood bloody scenes? Like mm. it's like like do you like did you watch movies like that? Well, we didn't right. ask. You, do you like horror? Are you a horror guy? Uh, I'm actually not a horror guy. I can't, I'm too scared to watch it. Mm. So I can't really appreciate it. I mean, I I don't think I'm a film snob, but the the horror movies that I, I managed to watch are the ones that are not too gory. Mm-hmm. So like um, uh, Get Out. Mm-hmm. Just, it's just a gore thing for me. It's not, I'm not yeah. even like, you know, I'm not even turning my nose up at horror films. It's just gore. I, I just, mm-hmm. I don't like gore. I don't like like excessive violence. So for me, it doesn't do it for me. So, so interestingly enough, when you're doing this, when you're in the moment filming, you don't really think about it. So it's mm-hmm. much more digestible when you're acting for some, you know, in it, mm-hmm. when you're in it. I mean, part of it is because it, all these, the super gory scenes, when you're in it, it's, there's a lot, you know, there's like a doll, there's puppeteers, there's, so you're not, you don't feel, you have to really be in the zone you have to really imagine, you know, to stay in the moment. You know, you really have to focus. It's like it's like doing green screen, right? You have to really yeah. pretend that you ignore everything else and focus on what what you think is happening. But like um, when you're watching it, obviously you don't see any of that, so it's much more scary. Yeah, because it's more like, oh totally. damn, this is yeah. But when you're in the in, when you're acting in the moment, it's like you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of single coverage, and it's like one, two. Three, <laughs> you know, so it's like, yeah. it, it, it's so not, technical yeah. And, yeah. yeah, you're not doing shit. You're not doing like a, a scene where it's like a long scene where you end in this yeah. sudden death that, you know, you don't stay, you don't get to stay in the moment that long when you're doing film. So, you, you know, so all right. the gore is very kind of contained in the moment. And, you know, so, yeah. yeah. And I, I know you're a very smart person, very multifaceted artist, well, I don't know about uh, that, but, uh, um, yeah. As a comedian, though, like in, in, in working on these like kind of ridiculous when yeah. you pull out situations, do you ever find it like funny that you're doing this kind of stuff? Like, uh, you, or, or yeah, it, I think it's cool. And I, I kind of keep it to myself, you know, yeah. because I don't want people to think I'm not taking it seriously. Right. So I just try to be professional and like anything which I, I find 
this is ridiculous. I, I try to, but because the, the, the things that I find ridiculous are more that I'm doing it. Not that, not that the idea of the execution is dumb. It's that, man, I can't believe I'm doing this. This right. is, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm, I tell dick jokes in bars and now I'm <laughs> getting killed by a doll. So, but, <laughs> but like, that, but that's a meta thing, right? So you try to keep, you keep it to yourself because no one can understand what you're saying. If you yeah. try to explain why you're laughing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But like, uh, the, for your, for your movie, like, uh, how are you guys thinking about doing the practice? I'm assuming you guys want to do more practical effects, right? For if sure. you were to do a horror. Yeah, and I, I think we're like you, like we're not we're not um super attracted to a bunch of gore. So I think we would probably lean more towards something more psychological horror or something like that. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, know what? you don't think we can pull that off? No, it is psychological. Like, oh, my in-laws are coming. I don't know what's the, <laughs> what's the psychological horror that would in your life. That, uh, yeah. The, the, the interesting thing about the Megan was how self-aware it was. So mm -hmm. that's something you guys mm -hmm. might consider in yours because – you know, I think George Johnstone, I, I mean, he doesn't come from comedy in the way we understand it, but he's very comedic in how he writes his screenplays. And so he put a lot of jokes in there. Sorry, not that he wrote it. Akila wrote it, but then mm -hmm. Gerard would, would obviously, you know, add to it a little bit. But like the whole, the whole story of Megan, there's a lot of jokes in it. Um, mm -hmm. So, it, uh, and, and also uh, it's, it's a very self-aware uh, horror movie, which I think is the most interesting thing about th that particular project, is that we all, we all know the doll is going to kill people. You know what I mean? That's not the surprise. We all know it's going to, you know, so how mm -hmm. do you surprise people? In this case, it's kind of being uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Mm -hmm. Hey, this thing is silly. And, and um, <laughs> but, but, you know, that fine line between being, you know, uh, acknowledging it, but also not being too um, meta with it where people get out, of, get out of the story. And um, uh, so that's something for you guys to consider, you know, how self-aware you would want your psychological thriller to, to be like. Does, it, does your movie know that it's a movie, you know? That, that, right, you know, mm -hmm. right. Which is, a, which is a very hard layer to hit, you know? Like. Yeah. So how many little jokes and winks and nudges will our horror film have? Is that the vibe we're going for? How self-aware is this movie going to be? That's coming up. Hi, I'm Lou, the host of Love Me, a CBC original podcast about the messiness of human connection. The show features deeply personal stories, like a mother forced to press charges against her own son, a couple that falls in love through Google Translate, and a man whose father-in-law asks him to build his coffin. Subscribe to Love Me at cbc.ca slash loveme or wherever you get your podcasts. So we know what our movie is about. We've told you before. A disgraced movie director, played by Ryan, drives off to his agent's cabin in order to escape the spotlight and sober up. There's a caretaker neighbor played by Maddie who is checking in on him. And then a calm and patient monster played by me shows up and tries to get through the sliding patio door. We're writing it, directing it, starring in it, and right now, I guess we're producing it. 
We want to get to the heart of what Ronnie was talking about. The vibe of the whole thing. The self-awareness, maybe even the comedy. But we need to start small. So we start with this question. What do we have? Okay, we are going to be making a film that's going to take place what we think to be in a cabin, probably. We don't have a script yet. Uh, There's a monster. There's another character walking dogs. It's in a scenic area. Maybe a car. Um, We want to decorate the cabin. What do we have at our disposal that we can probably source? This is a probably list. It doesn't have to be 100%. Nice. But we want things that we think we can get for free or close to free. Does Rob. anyone have a cabin? <clears throat> yeah. Maddie but it doesn't have a, a sliding door. Okay, but Maddie, tell me about your cabin. My cabin is one and a half rooms, and it's cool. It's got wood paneling. Great. Yeah. It like looks like a cabin, and it's like, yeah. I also have a lead on a on a three season home. <laughs> it's a cabin like on uh-huh. Bowen. Very beautiful. It's a friend, so it'd be an ask, and it's not a hundred percent. But it does have a sliding door. I think it'd actually be perfect. Mm. On Bowen Island. On Bowen Island. Nice. Yeah. I have a beautiful quilt. Great. That looks like it would be in a cabin. I have two dogs. If we do the neighbor walking a dog, I'd love to feature my one of my dogs. Or both. Or both. We don't know, but presumably there there might be like some like a bloody effect. There might be mm-hmm. uh do we know any makeup people? Any like do we have any kind of like uh mm, no. I can do a really good winged eyeliner. Nice. And like lake contouring, but not underpainting. I don't know how to do that yet. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to write that down. Will there be any blood? Will there be any blood and gore or goop? Uh, I'm I'm down to blood, gore, and goop. Yeah. What if the one the monster's there, and he doesn't let him in the first time? Mm-hmm. The time we think it's a nightmare, and then blood starts coming down the whole uh, yeah. patio door, and then when he wakes up. The guy's gone. There's no blood. So it was yeah. obviously a nightmare because. But oh. there's still a bit of goop there. on the door. It's like, it's we, weird. Some weird goop on the door. Or like a drop of blood. Yeah. We have, um, yeah, if we have like nightmare, we have like carte blanche for just crazy imagery, right? Mm. Yeah. Which is fun. Like we could even do like a whole other like he wake he wakes up and then we see the monster looking at in through the window when he wakes up, but then he goes <sighs> away. <Scary. laughs> um, uh, maybe he vomits black. Onto the patio. <laughs> That's awesome. Just like, <laughs> um, do you have anything going on inside your mouth as a monster, Mark? Do you have well, fangs I, and or I did offer goop? like 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 spitting out a whole bunch of black, yeah, inky yeah. stuff. Uh, crazy rotten teeth. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a mouth is a great thing to have something go on because you can close your mouth and open it, <laughs> and you can reveal it. <laughs> That's a cute. No, it's true. It's, you know a funny, I mean? it's, it's a funny sentence. Yeah. He closes this guy's mouth and eyes. You can take him anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So he is like, he believes that perhaps he hallucinated the guy or something. Because he wakes or up. Or it was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Or it was a nightmare, mm-hmm. yeah. So he mm-hmm. wakes up. He's like, oh, gosh. And then maybe that next day when it's nice, like, we build the tension. Maybe we don't see anything. But we we create, like, he could uh, have a quick moment where he looks in the mirror and he's, like, kind of splashing water on his face and his eyes are black. Very good. He looks up and, and it, like rubs his eyes and they're not. <laughs> oh, there must have just been some black cool. in my eyes. Yeah. Uh, something like that. He could be detoxing more actively mm. as well. Yeah. And he's like mm. drinking tea. Kind of has the shakes. He's like in physical pain. Yeah. 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 And what does that look like? If we do it on Bowen Island, he can like 
be in the water, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. emerging. Uh, Kendall Roy uh, style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does anybody have anything that they think should be in a horror movie and, and that we can maybe work in? I have a cane sword. I have a cane that reveals itself to be a sword. So you think it's just a cane with a cobra head on top of it. That's a normal thing to see someone walking down the street with. Then an altercation takes place. You whip out the sword and, you know, it's a concealed weapon. Okay. Ryan's cane sword. Maddie, anything? I have like an apron. It's kind of creepy. Creepy apron. Creepy apron. Okay. Can you describe how it's creepy? Just like who wears an apron anymore, you know? Oh, like just the, itself is creepy. Okay. It's kind of kitschy. Because... What, are, what are we going for from the vibe of the cabin? Here are the vibes you can have for your cabin. Kitschy. Mm-hmm. Um, creepy because it's modern. Why would you make it modern? Mm. Airbnb style. Poster on the wall that says you can dance. Trust me. Vodka. Um, bachelorette. What if it, what if it has uh, – those are all great things. Uh, what if it has uh, – <laughs> That's the right, yes. So the monster has black eyes. Do we know anybody who does contact lenses, specialty contact lenses? But I think we could get some party contact lenses, you know. Or Sharpie. (laughs) Um, Sharpie the eyes. Yeah. Uh, But but no, I don't don't know anyone or have access. What do you think they're wearing? Costumes, yeah. My character's probably wearing like bikini top and... Little shorts, mm-hmm. and like high heels. Do you, can you? Can you? Big have, hair. Do you have any of those things? <laughs> yeah, I have all those things. Do you have a bikini top. Yep. And little shorts. Okay, I'm gonna write that down. Could my character have no fingernails? I yes. would love that. <laughs> Your character should have no fingernails. Yes. No, that's great idea. I know you exactly exactly what you just said, but a, <laughs> no, no, no. Wait, we, stop everything. I know. You know, I know. No, uh, well, Mark, if you were to play this monster with the with the black eyes. Do you have, did something pop into your head with what that monster might wear? This monster's going to wear clothes? Oh, do you think fully <laughs> He's nude? He's going to be wearing like a shirt and pants? It, originally I had, yeah. Naked, nude? Fully nude. Pressed up against the patio door. <laughs> like like For everything reason, pressed I was, up? I was imagining him like in like a ghillie suit. Oh. oh, ghillie suits are very creepy. They're just creepy in general. They're very creepy. Yeah. It's like those. A, a ghillie suit is like a suit with like plants all over it. So yeah, you could it's like. A, it's it's a hyper cup, it's camouflage. Camouflage type stuff. It's 3D camouflage. I didn't imagine yeah. him wearing like a tank top and shorts. No, no <laughs> like, I, I would think like. I didn't imagine him really like, being a person. We, yeah, it could go many directions. Scales. It's like, yeah, maybe it's Fur. just like a, you know, a wetsuit that we like put stuff on. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be like something he maybe died in, mm-hmm. like zombie style. Maybe it's a uh, uh, a suit, a, like a yeah, it look a very nice like suit. Yes, tuxedo. I don't know. Why I needed to repeat that, like a tuxedo. Yeah, yeah. Um, and oh, then no, he, really good. Bolo tie. I guess mm-hmm. in my mind, I saw something very neutral. So it's all about the eyes. Mm-hmm. So he kind of looks like a yeah. guy. Because like in the story that I read, like the kids with all the black eyes, they just look like normal kids, but their eyes are all fucked up. Mm. So but it's like, kid, who the fuck is this? He could be wearing a kid outfit. Oh, like, like, those little, like, like a little spinning hat, <laughs> a, propeller, <laughs> a propeller beanie, and uh, culottes. I feel or, like you'd um, have that, Mark. A little spinning hat. I've got six. <laughs> um, what kind of stuff does he like to do at the cabin while he's by himself? Oh, great. We do want to see him, like, at, like so fishing equipment. Uh, nice. Maybe he maybe he's a, mi- a, um, a, a metal detector guy. I have fishing. I have a fishing pole and a crab trap. Okay. Cool. Um a canoe, maybe canoes, and we have a boat. No boats. Um, a crab trap, you say? Crab something trap. to write on. If he's a writer, maybe like 
Oh, right. Like a laptop. A laptop or a clap typewriter. Maybe there's a typewriter in the cabin, you know, like an old one. He's using. Oh, that he's like just like tip, tip, tap. I have a typewriter. On. Great. Uh, are we done with ideas? Any other thing? Uh, I mean, these are all pretty good blue skies. Um, Water skis. Uh, <laughs> we're not naming things you want to do. want to do with the cabin. Yeah. 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 Uh, tubing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got some great kind of fresh blue sky ideas. This is, very, this is such early days, but we know what we're doing, which is so exciting. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming back, um, and I'll reach out when I need you. Thanks. <laughs> okay, so I feel like we're in good shape, I think. We have an idea of what kind of horror movie we're making, and it's probably not very funny, and that's okay. But what about Ronnie Chang? What would he do if he was in our position? You're a writer. What would you do? Well, if you, if <laughs> yeah, you, can you, if you had to make a horror movie <laughs> today, you have to make it today. Yeah. <laughs> what what do I do? Was, was anything? Is there anything that interests you in in uh, in in the horror uh, genre? Like, would you would you more veer towards like doing like a monster movie? And we'd put Megan in that category, like where there's like a a, a killer, or would you do something that's? Like, I don't know. I think for me, I would do more like action horror. You know, where it's more like you know fighting a monster or something that's probably how i would i would because then you can put comedy in it and you know yeah yeah because i think i think like there's a there's a really cool subgenre of Chi- hong kong chinese kind of ghost movies which are basically like wuxia like kung fu movies except with ghosts so oh. so there's this whole subgenre of these you know this thing that's that's very popular so i probably i probably think of that you know that kind of that if i was to do horror like it'd probably be monster then it's you're secretly doing like a kung fu movie but with monster yeah right. that's probably how i would do it and then you probably homage it a bit more to the 80s you know that's yeah. how i would that's how i would interpret it but what's but, the um, what's the subgenre called what's the, the it's just chi- oh it's just hong kong ghost movies yeah hong kong ghost i i don't know what right. it's called but it would be like this you know i think it's literally called ghost story i think right yeah Cool. Samuel Hong, Samuel Hong pioneered it. So, okay. Well, I'm I'm curious what 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 frightens you though. Like, are, are there things even real world or or spiritual? Like anything creep you out? Do you have fears? Yeah, you know, you know those things that you the, those little um, rubber adhesives that you stick onto the corners of your cupboard door so that when you close it, it doesn't slam. There's like a <laughs> bit of there's yeah. like a rubber little rubber circle yeah and then when it's too old it it kind of melts a bit and then it starts to like crumble and it's like it starts smudging onto the cabinet door and then when you open the cabinet door when it's in a disintegrated state and you're making like coffee and it drops into your coffee you're like you're scared you. yeah that's what scares yeah. me yeah it's it's like the fear of uh industrial chemicals oh. yeah. That's yeah. yeah yeah because chemicals is like you don't know what's in anything and mm-hmm. then you know you don't want to be giving yourself cancer just because you were trying to keep your cabinets from slamming and it's, you know, <laughs> it's such a dumb way to die totally. <laughs> yeah so that's what scares me like unknown chemicals in in that dropping into my food yeah. is what scares me. So I don't know if you can make a psychological thriller about. I mean, like, you could extrapolate from that for sure. You know, like this right. is like you know this 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 is this is really this isn't 
I mean, on the on the on the surface, this is about a big snake monster. But what, what it's really about <laughs> is <laughs> it's the, snake monster. It, it, it's really about the little that rubber goo on your corner. That's the thing. I mean, Megan is really about the dangers of uh, social of of com, of technology raising our kids. That's mm-hmm. what the... So I think like any good horror ha- these days anyway has a good kind of broader social message. I think that's yeah. what uh, Get Out kind of taught me, you know, and I'm sure Get Out was maybe influenced by some other social, you know, conscious uh, uh, horror movie. But Get Out for me is the ultimate like, oh, social messaging in a horror movie, right? So mm-hmm. I think Megan, that's what attracted me to the script of Megan is that social messaging. There's, there's like a message beyond the obvious, you know, candy that we're seeing here. And, and, I, and honestly, I think that's what people connected to in the movie as well, mm-hmm. you know? Because mm-hmm. like I said, we all know that we all know the doll's going to kill. We know it's going to go ballistic. We know, you know, blah, blah. But what is the bigger, you know, yeah. bigger message here? So, yeah. Do you think you'll do more horror films, Ronnie? Or are you just kind of doing what, what, what appeals to you? I'm kind of desperate. So I'll do pretty much anything. <laughs> I'll do anything. I mean, clearly, as you've seen from my IMDb, it's just like, I'll, <laughs> I, will do, I will do anything. Um, I, so when you were starting as a stand-up, did you, was it in your mind that you were going to be produ- uh, like doing a film, like a really great film and TV career? Or because you were always writing, right? Like, were you right? I think no, no, I wasn't. I didn't think of doing that. I didn't think I was good enough to do that. I was very self conscious. I remember Mm -hmm. my very first time, even on shooting a TV show that someone let me on, I couldn't even open my eyes Mm. to talk to them because I was so nervous, you know. And, um, uh, but uh, I'm very lucky that um, every project I've ever done, everyone I've worked with was awesome. And so I've always been able to learn from professional actors and see how they do things. And so learning how to like really get into the moment and because if I was just myself, I, that's not even the solution. You know, mm-hmm. you can't even be like, I'm just going to be me right here because I'm not even a good enough actor. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, I can't even be me. I have to be like, some, yeah. I have to be better than me because if I'm yeah. just me, this is going to suck because right. I'm, I'm very monotone and I don't really, you know. Right. Like if a dog came to me, I wouldn't even care. You know, so I came <laughs> to, if, a, <laughs> if a dog was yeah. like dancing, I'd be, I don't even care about this. Yeah. You know? I, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like go do your thing. I don't, you know, don't. Yeah. yeah. I got it. I'm, I, 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 I'm late for a coffee or something. But, so, so I can't even, I can't even be me, you yeah. know, when I'm yeah. acting, it's not even like, oh, what would I do in this? I have to be like, what this imaginary person what would like what would Leonardo DiCaprio doing this I literally yeah. in my whole in my head I'm like what would a great actor be doing oh, that's smart in this and so yeah so I have to be like how Leo does how Michael Keaton does it yeah mm-hmm. and but then how Sama Hayek does it you know which mm-hmm. is actually a good comp because uh one thing about Sama Hayek and Arnold Schwarzenegger for me was like man these guys have accents but they went all the way, right? Yeah. And so I, I should be less self-conscious about my mm. accent, you know. Yeah. Sama Hayek has an accent. She can, she won an Oscar, you know. Mm-hmm. Not, not that I'm going to win an Oscar, but I'm like, oh, it's possible if you find the right role. It's possible. So, you know, cool. um, uh, yeah, with, with, with acting, no, I never thought I could do it. I think I'm getting, I've, I've been, I think I'm getting better. I'm lucky that, you know, all the directors always protected me, you know. Yeah. They, yeah. 
that's another thing I'm sure you guys will. I mean, who's directing this? Your your horror movie. We're gonna have to. We, we've decided we're gonna self direct it. So I don't know what that means. Is like by a, committee. Yeah. But yeah, I don't do know. It? I don't. Okay. Know. Well, good luck. Yeah. Yeah. By committee. Yeah. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. When the barbarians were at the gate, the Romans appointed one <laughs> emperor. Yeah. Not a committee. Not a committee one. of three. I think we should do this. <laughs> That's an interesting point, but I think we should do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, no, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> it's break a leg. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Ronnie. Much. I think we got to let you go. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for doing the pod. Oh, this is amazing. No problem. Thank I you. hate podcasts. Yeah. I can't thank you enough. Uh, no, I love I love you guys. I hate podcasting. It was, <laughs> I love you guys one percent more than I hate podcasting. Yeah. So, yeah. so the so the the podcasting uh, won out. But yeah, yeah. But I just for the record, I hate podcasting, and, and, and I hope I uh, hope I never have to do this again. <laughs> Okay, we're feeling good about where we are at this stage of the process, whether it's a horror movie with a few laughs or one that just slowly turns the screws. But there's one thing Ronnie said that I can't stop thinking about. I mean, who's directing this, your, your horror movie? We're going to have to, we, we've decided that we're going to self-direct it. So I don't know what that means. Is like by a, committee? Yeah. But yeah, I don't do know. I don't okay, know. well, good luck. Yeah. Yeah. By committee? Yeah. <laughs> good luck. Are we all directing it? Is three people too many to direct a movie? How do you even direct a movie? Next time on the podcast, we're going to figure it out. And we're talking to a directing team who are making the upcoming Final Destination movie. I was like, you know, what if we faked our own deaths while we were pitching? (laughs) (laughs) That's next time on Let's Make a Horror. Let's Make a Horror is a production of CBC Podcasts and Kelly and Kelly, created by Kelly and Kelly, hosted by Ryan Beal, Mark Chavez, and Maddie Kelly. This episode was written and produced by Dave Shumka and Chris Kelly. For Kelly and Kelly, the executive producers are Lauren Berkovich and Pat Kelly. Associate producer, Rebecca Peng. For CBC, Anna Ashite is the coordinating producer. Jeff Turner is the senior producer. The executive producer is Chris Oak. And RF Narani is the director of CBC Podcasts. Our theme song is by Chris Kelly. Cosmo? Cosmo? Where did this door come from? For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.